0: Good morning, Oregon. It's Tuesday, February 14th. Happy Birthday, Oregon, and Happy Valentine's Day. This is Andrew Theen with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. The longtime leader of the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission submitted his resignation this week, days after revelations that he was involved in a bourbon-related scandal that made national headlines. Steve Marks had been executive director of the OLCC since 2013. That's in the John Kitzhaber administration he will step down effective Wednesday. Governor Tina Kotek had already sought Marx's resignation earlier this month, well before the Oregonian and Oregon Live revealed that an internal investigation at OLCC found that Marx and top deputies had diverted special bourbon for their own use or for gifts. Marx is paid nearly a quarter million dollars a year. The scandal involved rare bourbon like Pappy Van Winkle, which can fetch massive payouts on the secondary market and is extremely hard for regular people to get their hands on due to limited supply. Oregon justice officials opened a criminal investigation on Friday. The OLCC's investigation wrapped up in August. Kotex said she's trying to take action against other OLCC staffers who took advantage of the long-standing OLCC habit of setting aside the good stuff. KOTEC issued a statement to all state agencies on Monday morning announcing that executive staff at those state agencies serve at the pleasure of the governor. Till now, those staffers had reported to the agency directors and the volunteer commissions that tasked with overseeing the agencies. Mayor Ted Wheeler is eyeing a key piece of land once earmarked as a vital development opportunity on the city's east side as a potential site of a large homeless camp. Wheeler's staff is looking at private land in the area known as the Clinton Triangle. It's bordered by light rail and railroad tracks and Powell Boulevard and Milwaukee Avenue. Mayor Charlie Hales had viewed the property as a key place for a signature project years ago when the Orange Line Max train opened. Now, Wheeler's staff said the office is looking at potentially buying the land, though the office did not confirm or deny that as of Monday afternoon. The Portland City Council voted in November to ban homeless camping by 2024, and in an effort to make that legal, approved creation of six city-run campsites with sanitary and other services, each for between 150 and 250 people. Wheeler's office has spent weeks working to finalize locations for the first three encampments, which the city has committed up to $27 million to build and operate for a year but Wheeler and his staff have provided few other details about the sites or where in Portland they may be located. A Portland police officer is under investigation after striking a suspect in the head with the butt of a police shotgun to apparently disorient him and prevent him from reaching for what looked like a gun in a stolen car. That's according to Portland police. Any strike to the head with a hard object is considered use of potentially deadly force, prompting the investigation. Hitting someone in the head with a gun butt isn't a tactic taught to police at the police bureau, but it's also not expressly forbidden, according to police bureau directives. It's also not a tactic taught at the police academy. The incident happened Saturday night after reports of a stolen car under a freeway on-ramp. Three officers responded to the scene. One officer spotted a knife inside the car and was able to safely remove it. Another officer ordered the man in the Hyundai vehicle to get out, but he didn't, according to police officers on scene. When the suspect attempted to drive off, police deflated the tires on the car. When an officer saw him reach toward the floorboard of the stolen car, an officer struck him in the side of the head with a police shotgun. Cops said a replica gun was located under a car seat. The man, Brian Berman, told police he swallowed drugs. He was arrested on a warrant out of Washington County, and stolen vehicle and other charges. Berman did not reportedly complain about an injury from the head blow. Under Bureau policy directives, officers can use deadly force under specific circumstances. The Oregon Ballet Theater has been around since 1989, but on Monday, the institution announced a first. It's appointing a woman to serve as the company's artistic director. Danielle Rowe will start her tenure with the theater on February 27th. She will join alongside new executive director of OBT, Shane Jewell. Rowe started her career in 2001 and has danced with the Australian and Houston ballet companies. She retired from dancing in 2015 and moved on to choreography, helping to orchestrate routines in Idaho, San Francisco, New Zealand, and elsewhere. For more stories about the arts and culture scene in Portland and Oregon overall, head to heroesoregon.com. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to oregonlive.com slash pod support.